Hello, and welcome to another segment of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I'm sharing part two from the title, Don't Think That You Can Dance With the Devil and Then Just Walk Away. For well over two years, I have been speaking what I believe God has been giving me to share through this podcast, not only concerning racism in the church and body of Christ, but also concerning the prophets, pastors, and Christian leaders who have totally misled his people in this present time nearly to the point of heresy. The dissension, nonconformity, separatism, and even idolatry has been rampant in many churches, causing Christians to not only walk away from their churches, but also from Christ himself. God has been speaking to my spirit concerning those who have committed themselves to politicians and politics in ways that he never intended. They have manipulated God's word and ought to control and exploit the body of Christ to achieve what they proclaim through these false prophetic visions to be God's will. They have prophesied words that have not come to pass with no explanations, regrets, or repentance. And they've totally ignored the law of the land in regards to separation of church and state. There are those who say that the Constitution was written with the purpose of this nation being a Christian nation and under the rule of Christianity. In that case, the words separation of church and state are apparently meaningless. We all know especially those who are attempting to change our constitution, that the First Amendment reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. To further expound on that amendment, on January 1st in 1802, Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptist Association in Massachusetts, and I quote, Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, that the legitimate powers of government reach actions only and not opinions, I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people which declared that their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And this is where it really gets interesting. Thus, building a wall of separation between church and state. End quote. Yet, these far right Christians and their GOP counterparts are continuing with the attempt to remove that wall that Thomas Jefferson wrote of. The First Amendment specifically expresses that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. With that law in place, it doesn't matter whether one agrees with, likes, or adheres to someone else's religion or not. Yet, those like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and others would like that amendment amended. They would like to exact their views, beliefs, and standards on others in order to force them into a state of belief, even if it's against their will. This was the exact intent and purpose of the Crusaders. 
with this objective, entire nations were completely wiped out in the name of Christianity. There were genocides and total annihilations in the name of Christ, while in reality and actuality, it was all about white supremacy. As I posed the question in a previous episode, are we not supposed to witness and win others to Christ? Of course we are. However, as those who have put themselves forth as spokespersons for the Christians of this nation, they are accomplishing just the opposite. They are bigots and white supremacists who would love to rewrite the history of this nation in ways that would make it favorable to one particular segment of society. They would like nothing more than to change the actual events and occurrences that have actually happened in order to produce a fictitious history that will place their race, the white race, in a favorable light which would make them the great heroes and masters of all. If these white races were successful at rewriting history, it would allow for them to be seen as the favored and chosen race of God with all other races being subservient to them. No other race would be credited with any real accomplishment. Of course, we know this is why so many are against and have even changed their laws in some states so that CRT, critical race theory, cannot be taught in their schools. Historical figures such as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, along with so many other blacks and non-white historical heroes would be completely eliminated from the history books. In recent weeks, the movie Emmett Till has come up in, in discussions with a few of my friends. Of course, I've been asked more than once if I was going to go and see it, and each time I've said no. I still remember seeing the pictures of that child in his coffin when I was only five years old in a jet magazine. The horrors of those pictures left a lifelong impression on me to the point that it's nothing that I ever want to see or experience again. I was shocked and amazed when one friend told me that up until this present time that they had never heard of Emmett Till. In discussing that fact with others, I found out that that particular friend wasn't the only one who had never heard of him. That was because it occurred during a time when news could be controlled. Unfortunately, in the place where that person and others lived, it was not allowed to be a part of the news. The report of that child's murder was circulated and published worldwide. Yet here in the United States, specifically in Louisiana and Mississippi, it was mute. This is how many whites would like the history of this nation to be handled, with their sins never being mentioned and with them never having to face their wrongs or even acknowledge the wrongs of their ancestors. Am I being racist when I make the statement that many whites would like to rewrite history? Not at all. For those of you who have heard me minister prophetically, each person knows that I say the same thing everywhere I go. I've made the same statement for many, many years. I always say that if I should say something that you feel is wrong, or if I'm in error, I want you to stop me. I always say that I would rather be corrected now before man here on earth than to stand before my father in the judgment and he would say to me, 
that I said something to one of his sons or daughters that he never intended them to hear or that caused them to go away that he never ordained. Why do I make that statement and mean it? It's because I know my father is merciful. And even if and when he corrects me, it will always be with love, especially if I am truly repentant. I know that that stands not only for the prophetic where he uses me, but in everything that I do and say in life. Therefore, if I am a racist or knowingly make racist statements causing division in the body of Christ, I truly believe that I will stand in judgment for those words. Therefore, when I say that there are many whites who would like to rewrite the history of this nation in ways that favors the white race, it's not with animosity, racism, anger, or hatred. It's simply a fact. They are those who would say that slavery was a choice or that it never happened or even that slaves were happy and the slave owners actually treated their human properties well. To that, I have only a one-word response that answers it all, slaves. They were slaves, and no slave is happy when their children, husbands, and wives are being beaten, killed, or sold away from them. However, many would like to have those facts rewritten and changed for the benefit of their histories. So it is with the constitution of this nation. Many would love to rewrite it, or actually restate its meaning and purpose to their benefit and convenience. And unfortunately, there are also many, too many in the Christian church and body of Christ who would agree with them. January 6th is a definite proof that there are still those who want to change the history of this nation, not only through lies, but through an actual insurrection. There have been far too many leaders in the church and body of Christ who wanted to be a part of politics, spiritual advisors to the president, and were willing to deceive and hoodwink their fellow Christians in order to do so. There are still those who are literally willing to help the former president do what Vladimir Putin did in Russia and change the constitution so that he could continue as the leader of this nation for years and years to come instead of being limited to no more than two terms. They were so willing to accomplish this agenda that they were willing to lie on God in order to bring about this unending term of presidency. I was in a conversation with someone recently and she reminded me of how sometimes God would confuse the enemies fighting against his people so that they would become so unhinged and perplexed that they would begin to fight against one another, bringing about their own defeat and deaths. Truly, I believe that this is what is occurring not only among these so-called far-right conservative Christians, but among the far-right Republican Party as well. I read the following in a recent news article, and I quote, The religious right has been the backbone of the party for decades, but this midterm election shows they might now be doing the GOP more harm than good at the ballot box, end quote. In another article, it was stated, 
quote, Republicans are steadily turning off all other voters, a group that's rapidly growing in size as Americans turn their backs on conservative Christianity, end quote. Here we see the opinion being given that now it's believed that Christians who were once the very backbone of the GOP is now being considered its weakness. It's being seen that now Republicans are beginning to turn their backs on Christians. Over two years ago, I posted a podcast stating that it's Christians who are destroying Christianity. And now we see that Americans are definitely turning their backs on Christianity. Perhaps this is the very civil war that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Baker have been so excitedly speaking of. I would not doubt that there will be a civil war among the Republicans and the far-right conservative Christians that will cause them to bring about their own demise. We all know that during the past years, the true meaning of Christmas has continually spiraled downward, becoming less and less about the birth of Christ to where there's hardly any mention of his name or any honor being given to him during these so-called holy days. And although this trend has been building for some time, these past two years, it's taken the worst turn ever. Why is that? It's because the far left marketers and sellers are realizing that the consumer base has become more anti-Christian than not, which is part of the price you pay when you dance with the devil. Christians are hated more now than ever before. The time is here when people not only disregard and disrespect Christians, but are actually becoming more hostile towards them. In another article, it was stated, and I quote, as a national youth poll run by Harvard shows, younger people reject the fundamentalism that animates the Republican Party. Only 12% identify as fundamentalist slash evangelical, while 37%, by far the biggest group, say that they have no religious preference at all. This comports with other pollings that show that Christian churches are becoming older and smaller all the time as young people leave in droves, close quote. The church is losing its young people in droves while they're opting for their own choices and beliefs. But more young people are recognizing conservative Christians as hypocrites. They are seeing them and knowing what they see. I live in a rural area and have a relatively decent sized piece of land where my house sits. I don't always have the opportunity to walk the yard as I should, especially during the winter months. Some years ago, during late winter, just before spring, I went into my backyard just to walk around. I walked upon a huge snake coiled up basking in the sun. Now, let me say that I'm a city girl. I was born in Chicago, raised in New Orleans, and spent my entire life as a wife and mother between New Orleans and Kenner, Louisiana. There were no snakes in my neighborhood or in the areas where I lived. 
as a child, when all the other kids were going to their grandparents' houses in the country, my sisters and I were in New Orleans taking summer classes at Nord. However, when I saw that snake in my yard, I didn't have to ask what it was because even having no experience with them, I know a snake when I see one. I had an option. I could have turned and run away from it and begin to live in fear of the fact that it was still out there. I could have continued to live in fear that one day it could come out and bite me or one of my grandchildren. This is what many are doing in the body of Christ, running from what's there, the true facts of racism, while living in constant fear that one day it will raise its ugly head to strike and bite. I could have run from it, tried to ignore it and pretend that it wasn't real while going into denial. Again, in the church and body of Christ, so many are in denial while pretending that racism in the church and body of Christ is not real. So many pastors refuse to deal with racism in their churches because they're afraid of losing the numbers. So they pretend that it's not real or it's not that big of a deal. I could have said that I'd wait until one of my sons came to visit and let them handle it. This is what many have chosen to do in the body of Christ. They're willing to just let someone else handle it while they just stay away from it all. I could have made the choice to just let it stay where it was and just tiptoed around it, hoping not to disturb it with the hopes that it wouldn't rear up at some point. I wouldn't bother it and it wouldn't bother me. Those were options. Or I could have done what I did. I walked quietly away from it, went into my garage, picked up a large machete. I returned to where it was enjoying itself and chopped its head off. This is also the choice I made when I saw that serpent of racism not being addressed adequately in the church I attended. That snake sat there among others, basking and enjoying itself so subtly and deceitfully. I walked away in order to handle it appropriately. I didn't ignore it, deny it, or hide from it. I faced it head on. Now, let me say here and now that when I told my son about the snake and described it to him, he immediately said that it was harmless. That's what many pastors, preachers, prophets, and leaders in the church and body of Christ would like their non-white members to believe, that the little racism that they see is harmless. However, in my opinion, a snake is a snake, and I don't want any of them around me, on my property, or in my life. And I feel the same way about racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. It can't be ignored, denied, or hidden. So what's my point? Although I'm basically a city girl, not having been around snakes, I still recognize a snake when I see one. So it should be in the body of Christ. We should all know snakes when we see them and deal with it appropriately. We should all know racism, prejudice, white supremacy, and bigotry when we see it and deal with it as necessary. We cannot allow, allow ourselves to be deceived by this spirit. I will never understand how so many Christians were duped 
embraced and supported someone like the former president who was then and is still a racist. Just this weekend past, it was reported that he had dinner with the white supremacist Nick Fuentes. Donald Trump was and is an obvious racist, bigot, deceitful man with no honor, integrity, or character. The only way that I can accept the support of this man from others is that those who support him have his same characteristics. Let me say that I realize without a doubt that snakes and other creatures can become one with the surroundings they dwell in. We know that it's called camouflage. Some are as green as the grass they're in or brown like the trees they're around. They can blend in so well that for a while, they actually aren't recognized or seen. So it is with racist Christians. They can mix and begin to blend in among other Christians and look just like them. But eventually, with a certain move or a change of position, a snake will be recognized for exactly what it is. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.